SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. two-hour extravaganza on this Sunday morning. Opposite picks on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliate. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up until 10 a.m. Eastern time as we always do on Sundays. Monday through Friday, it's 5 to 7. Sundays, though, it's 8 to 10 a.m. Toll-free telephone number, 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet at Opposite Picks. You want to email me, go to the website, OppositePicks.com, hit the uh, contact Scott icon and fire away. Talk a little NFL football. Why not? We got two more games later on this afternoon. First game starting at uh, 3 o'clock future time, or thereabouts 3 o'clock anyway, a little bit after. Uh, you got the uh, Cleveland Browns uh, getting 10 at Kansas City, and then the uh, headline game, really it's the headline game all weekend. Although Buffalo and Baltimore, people thought was going to be a good game. It just didn't turn out to be. But uh, I think everyone's looking forward to uh, Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Although that one has the risk of being a blowout just because New Orleans blew them out uh, one of the two games. The other game was competitive, but uh, they were 2-0 and against New Orleans. We'll get to those two. I'll throw out some trends for you and some picks on those uh, before we uh, uh, get things through here on this uh, Sunday morning. Got a couple of NBA notes I want to touch on. And uh, some news about the Miami Dolphins uh, situation with their quarterback. First up, though, we'll start with the second game last night. Buffalo, and that was a late game. When I think ended, it was after 11. I was like, holy fudge. You know, you don't realize how late it was. And for old-timers like yours, truly, uh, after 11, even on a Saturday night, is late when you got to get up early. So Buffalo beats Baltimore 17-3. Uh, we've been discussing it. Just, just an awful game for Lamar Jackson. You know, we ran down our pecking order on Friday of which teams were playing with house money more so than others. And I had Cleveland at the bottom of the list or the top of the list, depending on how you want to look at it. You know, barring a 40 to nothing blowout, you know, Cleveland really can walk away from this postseason saying we accomplished something. Not only did we make the playoffs for the first time, uh, but we also won a playoff game on the road against a rival. So they really are, you know, again, barring a complete embarrassment or a major injury, I think they can walk away and say this season was successful. I did have Baltimore number two on that list behind Cleveland. I thought Buffalo had a little bit more riding on it. The Rams a little bit more. Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Kansas City, and ultimately I think New Orleans is the one that really has got to win it all or or forget about it. So I had Baltimore number two. But I will tell you, I didn't have them losing the way they did. You know, you lose your quarterback because he has a concussion. Now, he should recover from that. I don't think that would be a big deal. But it's the way they lost. You know, it's it's how you take things. That's why I say, you know, Cleveland loses 50 to nothing today. Then it's like, well, what was the point? But as long as they're somewhat competitive and they can lose within 20, I would say even 30 points or maybe not 30, but, you know, 25, 24, you know, 30. Today they makes no sense whatsoever. We ran down the numbers games that they've won. He has thrown the football between 15 and 23 times. That's what it is. Games, for the most part, that they've lost, 
He's thrown the football over 25 times. That is the demarcation line in the sand. They run the ball effectively. They win the games. When they can't or when the game plan says for Lamar Jackson to throw, they don't win the games. It's as simple as that. And why they would go into yesterday's game against the Bills defense that is susceptible to the run, trying to throw the football, makes no sense to me at all. 24 attempts in less than three quarters. We'll say three quarters because we're at the end of the third quarter. But still on pace for about 35 considering they were trailing. I mean, you're just not going to win. And when you had the success they had, you know, they ran the football for, uh, you know, 150 yards, averaging almost five yards a carry. It just made no sense what they were doing. And now you get the naysayers saying Lamar can't get it done, Lamar can't get it done, Lamar can't get it done. It's going to be a long offseason for Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens. It is. We'll continue to talk about it next right here on a Sunday morning with Scott Lesson. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Get the winning edge. This is the SportsGrid Radio Network. We're excited for the chance to go and uh, get to play this game next week. And, uh, you know, it's the most a fun one to be a part of. Obviously, there's some things we can clean up. Um, but it's, at the end of the day, it's the playoffs. You're winner, you go home. And our team found a way. Our defense stepped up. Taron Johnson, I mean, the, the play just changed the game. Um, unbelievable. So, you know, we're as crazy as it sounds, we got we to turn our focus towards you know, either the uh, Browns or the Chiefs for next week, and that's what we're going to do. I see you got the... From Bills quarterback Josh Allen after their win against uh, Buffalo 17-3. Whole question <clears throat> as we look towards uh, today's game. Give me your winner. Best play on the board today. We got, uh, let us see, pretty close vote here so far. Tampa Bay getting three, uh, getting nearly 34% of the vote. Uh, New Orleans laying three, getting 31% of the vote. So that is a, uh, you know, a fan duel's dream. You get even action basically on both sides. Kansas City laying 10, getting 24 and change, and then the proverbial other getting uh, just over 10% of the vote, which doesn't necessarily mean, mean the Browns, but uh, you could have an over-under in there uh, as well. So uh, go to Opposite Picks, get your vote in there, and then we'll update that a couple more times before we are through. Speaking of Opposite Picks, uh, so far so good again. What else is new? I tell you, we started doing this on Monday uh, of last week. And we have yet to produce a losing day going opposite. So far, we're three and two. We don't do it Sunday since we generally do a combination of picks on Friday during Friday morning show. And I always post them on the website, oppositepicks.com, if you ever want to go there. But Friday night, or Friday morning, rather, gave out uh, Buffalo as an opposite pick winner, Rams as an opposite pick loser, NBA the Mavericks plus six winner, Sacramento, the Queens, plus six and a half against the Clips, loser. Uh, then the over 203 Cleveland, New York, that was a winner. So we're three and two so far uh, with Cleveland plus 10 as our last play. So we're either going to go three and three or four and two, obviously. So far, what is our record in the uh, five days we've been doing it? 26 and 10. 26. 
Well, I couldn't have asked for a better week. You know, generally it's not this good, I, I must say. Uh, you know, but this, I couldn't have asked for a better result to show you for your newbies out there. Uh, ULLs know what opposite picks uh, are all about. But for the newbies out there, I, I couldn't have given you a better week, 26 and 10. 26 and 10 going opposite of what we like in the morning. And I tell you, the best way to do it really is having the least information. That's why I like doing it in the morning. Whereas I'll look at the lines, you know, before I do any research. And I am doing some, don't get me wrong, but it's more of I look at a line and I say, boy, that's easy. Like like Milwaukee against the, the, the Mavs Friday night. You know, Milwaukee laying six at home? Well, I mean, I'll take that for sure, right? They did win. They just didn't cover. Uh, or, or the Clippers, uh, you know, laying six and a half or, or whatever the case may be. And I, I knew the, the Cavs and uh, Cadavers and Knicks uh, were both on monster under runs. I mean, you love the under, right? Uh, and then obviously it goes over. But, you know, so I pick them out before I do kind of the research. And I do the research to kind of support my initial notion. When I do do the research, then that's when I become Mr. Vegas and I can pick nothing but winners. So, uh, but that's why we do it in the morning. So 26 and 10. Don't love Kansas City, Cleveland. I I, I must admit, but I, I went back and forth on that. But that monster trend I gave you about teams that win in the first round uh, as upset winners don't don't win in the second round. That that pushed me towards uh, Kansas City. But I always post all those picks again uh, on the website oppositepicks.com. So yeah, so Buffalo anyway beats Baltimore seventeen three. Josh Allen plays uh, good enough, not great by any stretch. He's got two now playoff games that he really hasn't played well. But they won both, and there you go. You know, he played well last year against uh, Houston until the fourth quarter, and they lost. He plays mediocre this year, and they win. They that That's winning football. And if you're a Ravens fan, again, to close it out, well, everything you accomplished last week really got thrown out the window yesterday. It, it really did. I, I don't know where Lamar's head is at, uh, you know, pardon the pun with a concussion, but is he going to go into, you know, this offseason thinking he can't get it done? Are Raven fans going to think that? I mean, again, I'll blame the offensive coordinator more than anybody. I, that, that was just stupid. I, I don't know what they were thinking. Run the damn ball down Buffalo's throat. Throw the football every once in a while. Do Lamar Jackson left. It's almost like it was they had this preconceived notion, we have to show the doubters wrong, you know? That's what I get. When Baltimore, the games I watch Baltimore lose, it's, as we pointed out with these numbers, it's because they have this preconceived notion, we have to show the world Lamar Jackson can throw the football. And and I hate to break it to you, Baltimore, but he can't throw the football. He cannot drop back five steps, stay in the pocket, and throw. He has not shown that. As a rookie, he has not shown that as a second-year player, and he has not shown that again this year. He just hasn't. Uh, I don't know if that's ever going to change or not, but I'm certainly not going to ask that to change in a playoff game in the second round. I'm going to ask him to do what he does best. Run left, run right, run up the middle, run with Edwards, run with Dobbins, run with the football, and don't try and give it to Lamar Jackson to throw and win. And they did that yesterday. So... I feel bad for him because he's being asked to do something in a playoff game that at, at this point he's not capable of doing, and they're going to lose, and he's going to come out of that thing going, you know, 14 or 24, throwing for a lousy 162 yards. He was picked off once. He was sacked three times, and he only ran for 34 yards. He played lousy. He, he did. So long off season for sure for the Ravens. Uh, I tell you, watching the game there, did you see and listen to Al Michaels 
you know how they they had this you know notion you know yeah I, I think of Dr Pepper you know with the uh, with the commercial where the guy puts the jinx on the field goal kicker and he misses that that's really one of my favorite commercials. So Michaels before uh, Tucker lines up for his first field goal, just you know not necessarily out of the blue, but it was just so weird sounding. It was almost like he was trying to put the jinx on Tucker. And he said, boy, this guy never misses. He never misses. I mean, it was just the way it was thrown out there just before he was about to kick. Again, almost like he was tempting fate. Almost like he was trying to get him to miss. Almost like he had a couple of shekels on Buffalo and he was using all his willpower to make sure that he missed, which he did. Thought that was kind of weird. Uh, I, I did. Uh, I told you about Chris Collinsworth, you know, saying, and, and I like uh, Chris's work. I think he does a good job. Um, sugarcoats it a little bit too much for me, but it is what it is. He wants to save his job. So, you know, him saying that the Baltimore offense is not suited for passing. You know, I mean, what do you, you would just say it. You know, Lamar Jackson can't throw the ball. If, if I got enough guts to say it, then so can you, Chris. I mean, that's what you're saying, right? If, if they're not the designed or it's not good to be in a passing situation, I mean, come on. How about uh, Ray Liotta? Did you hear him? Very weird. I get the Bills Mafia thing. Uh, Let me set it up. Before the game, you know, just before kickoff, they had a little voiceover and and, and talking about Bills Mafia, which is the Bills fan base's name for themselves. Um, And, you know, with with the Goodfellows. So I guess that's the tie-in. Let's bring Ray Liotta in, and he'll do a little voiceover for about a minute, minute and a half on the Buffalo fan base and the dedication and blah, 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 right? If you did not know that was Ray Liotta, and, uh, you know what? Let me Google and see how old. He can't be that old. He, he, he can't be. I tell you, listening to him, uh, if he told me he was 90, which obviously we know he's not, I'd say okay. I mean, he sounded awful, awful. And I do like him. Uh, let me see how old he is. He is, uh, he's 66. Wow. That's older than I thought. I must say, I did not picture him for 66. Uh, a little weird looking, you know, as he gets older, what those weird faces, but anyway, he sounded 96. I mean, again, you, you never, I mean, I guess that explains a 66, but geez, there's gotta be some other character uh, on Goodfellas that if he wasn't to have that tie in, he did not sound good at all. I mean, nothing for nothing. I mean, not everyone could have the great voice that yours truly has, but uh, even on a Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. But I, I, I thought that was a little, little weird, his voice, for sure. All right, Packers and Rams will put a ribbon on that. That is next right here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Uh, it felt like it was 80,000 in there. That's how loud it was. They was banging stuff on the bleachers, all of that. So uh, I love the energy that they brought. You know, before, I think we had... 500 people at our game and that was like the last two weeks so um just getting those extra fans being able to play in front of your family that's the extra juice we needed how difficult
Bay Packers runs for 99 yards. I don't know if there was a prop out there. <laughs> would he run for 100 or not? I don't know. But if so, that, that you talk about a bad beat. <laughs> that would be it when he runs for 99. Couldn't have gotten one more yard, one more stinking yard there, Aaron. Uh, so uh, he does run for, uh, for, for 99. And back to the Buffalo thing real quickly. One other thing. Uh, in addition to Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth and Ray Liotta, we might as well make fun of Michelle, Michelle Tafoya, who you talk about throwing someone under the bus. Did you see that? I actually thought it was pretty funny. And, and I give NBC credit because they didn't – I don't know if they necessarily threw her under the bus, but then they played it off well. You know, so she's a sideline reporter, which we all know they're, they're worthless, right? Whether it's her or Pam Oliver or any, anybody that does it, guy, girl, they give you such, such little information. And it really was highlighted yesterday in both games. So there's Michelle doing the sideline reporting for Buffalo and Baltimore, right? And this happened more than once. This actually happened at least twice that I saw. She's on the field, and obviously weather is the big concern. It's cold. It's, it's windy. And there were at least two times that they send it down to her, and she's trying to say that it's, you know, it's really not that bad here. The wind has died down. You know, it's, it's, uh, I don't know if she necessarily said it wasn't too cold, but she, she concentrated on the wind a couple times and with each report saying, yeah, it's really not that windy. You know, it, it's down to four, uh, you know, four degrees here. It's, it's not the, the wind chill, or the, uh, uh, the wind is only uh, four. And then while she was doing the report, they were showing the flags on the top of the stadium, and they were being blown like they were in a tornado. <laughs> I mean, just flat out. Now, these are smaller flags, but still, I mean, just the wind. You can see the wind is blowing. Forget four miles an hour. I mean, it must have been blowing like 40 miles an hour, right? So as she's sitting there, and they're showing the flags being, you know, blown out of proportion there, crazy. She's on the field saying, yeah, it's actually not that bad. You got wind gusts around four miles an hour. And even Michaels and Collinsworth start laughing. I mean, twice, twice. They're like, well, I, I don't know. You, you maybe, maybe down where you are. But uh, what we're looking at right now is uh, looks like wind gusts are around 40 miles an hour. So they, they kind of, you know, and I'm guessing it was. Maybe it was down by her. It wasn't that bad. I don't know. But that, I thought that was kind of funny as well. And, and like I said, I thought NBC did a pretty good job. You know, basically throwing her under the bus. Uh, but but they pulled it off, though, NBC. Good, 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 good job. Um, why was Buffalo? You talk about you know, one other thing. I got more on this game than I do the Packer-Rams game for some reason. You know, you, you talk about, like, not watching the game, right? And some of these coaches are just bozo. They're, they're, they're really, they're, they ask to lose these games. They, they really do. Um, it's 17-3, Buffalo with the lead and the football, right? Baltimore doesn't have its starting quarterback. Lamar's out for the rest of the game. They got an undrafted rookie in the game. They're not winning. Game, game's over. Unless you do something stupid, Buffalo, the game's over, right? Run the football a few times. You know, I don't care if you go three and out. Just run the ball. Get the game over with. And if you got to hand it back to Buffalo or to Baltimore, they're not scoring. Although, I will say Huntley played fairly well. It uh, didn't help out with the teases because he couldn't get the old, by the way, touchdown. Uh, but he actually, you know, moved the ball, you know, somewhat effectively. But you, they, they weren't winning. You, you knew that, right? My point is, six and a half minutes left, Buffalo's throwing the football. I'm thinking to myself, are you watching the game? You know, Brian Dable, who's supposed to be the head, you know, he supposedly, and Al Michaels said no. He disputed the story. 
He said he's in the running, but he's not necessarily the leading candidate. He's one of a few. Uh, because the four-letter network said that he was the uh, the leading candidate, and Michaels, who when he said it, he he sounded like he knows, you know, he he's in the know for that organization for some reason. So if you're a Charger fan and you're watching his bozo throw the football up two scores instead of just running the ball, don't take any chance on you know uh, Josh Allen throwing an interception. He's not exactly playing great anyway. Just run the freaking ball, get the game over with, and move on to the the AFC Championship game, right? I mean, Baltimore is dead, deader than dead. Their starting quarterback is out. Their second-string quarterback, RG3, is hurt. Their third-string quarterback, McSorley, is hurt. They're playing with a fourth-string undrafted rookie. Just run the freaking ball and get the game over with. You don't take a chance on throwing a pick six, for goodness sakes. You don't throw the ball at all. And this mope is throwing the football. God, these head coaches and assistant coaches. I, I mean, it's almost like they're not watching the game. It's like an out-of-body experience. You know, they look at this stupid play chart, and everything has got to be like, okay, when it's when we're up two scores with six and a half minutes left, we're going to throw the football because we're going to be aggressive. No, not, not in this case. Not when the other team is deader than dead. You don't do things that would allow the other team to get back into the football game. You just run your normal offense, run the ball, uh, and kill the clock. Because, uh, you know, what you normally would do, I shouldn't say run your normal offense, but what you normally would do, yeah, okay, I don't got necessarily a problem with that, but not when the other team is as dead as Baltimore was. And they end up giving the ball back to Buffalo, uh, back to Baltimore, and the kid had an open touchdown. He, You know, at 17-3, after Buffalo screws around, you know, they punt the ball back to Baltimore, and on third and then, uh, you know, eight or nine or so, the kid throws a bomb and he's wide open. The receiver was wide open and he just missed him. Just, just, he couldn't hit it, hit him. Otherwise, it would have been a 17-10 score with about four minutes left. And all of a sudden, you know, Baltimore would be right back into the football game because Buffalo was screwing around. Well, it just made no sense whatsoever. Just uh, none whatsoever. Uh, Packers win. Again, the last thing on that, you know, we talked about the Pam Oliver uh, talking about Moose Johnson, uh, you know, Dopey Moose uh, saying the Rams got to rely on their defense, uh, which, you know, allowed five straight scores to start the game. Um, and I couldn't figure out why they were going for two when they were up 25 to 10. Rain dead. Um, <clears throat> Aaron Donald missing half the game. That, that's really the key. Uh, no sacks on Aaron Rodgers. You gave him all day to throw the football. You know, you, you can count on one hand during his career. That if you're not going to get any pressure on Aaron Rodgers, you're not going to win the football game. You you just aren't. So that that's really the bottom line. And I thought that was a weak job by Sean McVay after the game, basically throwing Donald under the bus, like NBC threw Michelle Tafoya under the bus by showing the flag swirling. Sean McVay threw Aaron Donald under the bus after the game, saying it was up to him to play. Uh, Aaron is able to sub himself. McVay says the plan going in was seeing how he feels. He's kind of always got the ability to tell us how he's feeling. So it was up to him to play or not play. Listen, he only played half the snaps. You're telling the whole world that it wasn't you. You're telling the whole world he was healthy enough to play. In essence, you're telling the world that uh, it's, it's all a matter of pain, whether he could deal with his rib injury or not, you know, and you're telling the world that he couldn't. You know, I, I don't know if you really want to alienate your best player. I, I, you know, I don't know if he did it on purpose, but McVay's, you know, he's a big boy. 
You know, he's a young whippersnapper. You know, he, he's the you know boy wonder, but he's he's dealt with the media enough to know you got to be careful what you say. You know, you, you can't tell the world that I didn't take him out. <laughs> Go ask him why he didn't play more. That that's in essence what he said. Thought that was very weak. They were consoling him afterwards. Aaron Donald crying. That's that's not really a good look in my eyes, but uh, it, it is what it is. Um, but I I thought that was very weak after the game. Very 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 weak. Uh, them throwing them. But Packers' uh, first five possessions, and I told you, they scored late second quarter, opening possession third quarter, and for all intents and purposes, that was the game. Good news for Saints fans. Traquan Smith activated off IR, so they get Michael Thomas last week. They get the eh, probably their third best wide receiver so this week. It's going to be a tough spot for Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah, I'm rooting for the Bucks. I told you I had them go into the Super Bowl. I didn't think they would have to face New Orleans, though. I, I thought they would play Green Bay this weekend. I had more confidence in them playing Green Bay. And then I had New Orleans playing Seattle. I thought Seattle would knock them off. And then I thought Tampa Bay would beat Seattle. That was my road for the Bucks to get to the Super Bowl. I don't know if they could beat New Orleans. I, you know, uh, I, I, I like New Orleans laying to three. It's one of those things where... If you're a Browns fan and you say, oh, yeah, the Browns are going to beat Kansas City. They're going to beat Kansas City. They're going to beat Kansas City today. And then uh, your local Louis Lip says, okay, I'll tell you what. I'll give you the Browns even money. No no, no odds. And you're like, well, if you give me that, then I'll take Kansas City. Well, wait a minute. Now. You just got through saying the Browns were going to beat Kansas City. I know, but I'm thinking about getting 10 points. You know, well, that's what this is. You know, I thought Tampa Bay was going to the Super Bowl, but now you're saying I could have New Orleans laying just three at home against a team they beat pretty handily twice? I know it's, you know, Tom Brady's never lost to a team three times. I get that. But I told you on Friday, all those Tom Brady's never done this, they all have been eclipsed by their losses with New Orleans this year. All of them. Never lost twice to a team two times in a regular season. Jets beat them twice, but in a regular season, twice. But New Orleans did it, you know. I mean, all, all these things that never have occurred, all occur. Tom Brady's never lost a game by, you know, 35 points. Well, New Orleans did. Uh, so, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards New Orleans. I, I think New Orleans, I think it's going to be a higher scoring game. Um, I think that the, the uh, Chefs and Browns are going to be a lower scoring game. Not low, but lower. 57, that's a lot of points for a playoff game. Especially knowing one team, Cleveland, is going to try and run the football and keep it away from KC. Uh, you get a couple of KC drives to turn into punts. And 58 points for a playoff game. That's a lot of points. So I, I'm going to play a little hunch on the under uh, on that one. All right, 36 past the hour. Here's truly sitting in Scott Wetzel on this Sunday morning. Sports Grid Radio Series 6 m SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Head coach Sean Payton there. You know, he, he, I think he put that well. <clears throat> I never really appreciated that. Scott Wetzel sitting in on a Sunday morning, 41 past the hour, taking you right up until uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time. I never really, really appreciated that stuff. You know, when Jordan was playing, you know, you know that, that really came to prominence. Um, 
He wants to win, his will to win, his competitive nature, and blah, 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 blah. And I've always said, listen, no, he can be as competitive as he wants to be. No one's more competitive than me. You know, I may not have his talent, but I hate losing with everything in life. Same thing. So I really kind of like poo-poo, like, yeah, okay, everyone wants to win. Sure. Why, you know. But then you start realizing as you get more and more mental midgets, uh, uh, mental uh, bird brains, excuse me, uh, in uh, the sports world, there are guys that really want to win and are willing to do anything that's possible in order to win. And then there are other guys that, you know, would like to win, would appreciate winning. And then you get guys that really don't care about winning. All they want to do is have the stats. And then they have other guys that really don't care about even the stats. All they want is the paycheck. So you, you have your levels of paycheck, stats paycheck, would like to win. Yeah, okay, let's let's try and win one for the Gipper. And then you have the ultimate of the guys that are willing to stay in the, in the locker rooms, uh, do the, key, the team camaraderie thing, watch the extra game films. You know, when you get the Dwayne Haskins of the world that get cut, you know, less than two years into the league, despite being a top 20 first round pick quarterback to no less. Uh, you know, you wonder why. It, it's because he didn't want to be an NFL starting quarterback. He didn't want to put the work in. Um, it does take a little something for you to be successful in any sport. It's just not talent. And, and it's the guys that really want to win that are the winners like Breeze and Brady and some of these others are. You know, if Aaron Rodgers and Brady and Breeze and, you know, pick a guy really didn't want to win, well, then, you know, maybe they'll put up the numbers, but they just won't win. Those reasons why guys are in the top five, top ten of statistical categories, but they don't win. They're just not doing what's necessary to win. So um, I appreciate that comment from Sean Payton a little bit more. Now there's a report NFL Network is saying that Drew Breeze will retire at the end of the year or – check that, uh, is expected to retire at the end of the year. I, you know, I don't know if we all know that. He signed a two-year contract. He is under contract for next season. Um, you know, we all know it's a possibility. He's 42 years old. So I, but I would, you know, he's expected to. What does that mean? You know, he, he's definitely not. So there's still hope for a Saint fan because I do think this team will drop back a little bit. I know he has come back to the pack a little bit. I know his arm strength isn't there and all that other stuff, but you know, he's at the point now where he's putting up some decent numbers. It just doesn't look impressive. That's all. He just, you know, when you watch him play, everything's five yards, five yards, five yards. Kind of like Brady was the last couple of years with, with New England. Um, and, but, you know, in the end of the day, he's got the team in the second round of the postseason. He's thrown for 300 yards a game. You know, he's finally getting his weapons back. You know, eventually you say it's just not meant to be. So if they don't win this year... You know, maybe that's the frustration of him just saying, all right, you know what, it's just not happening. What am I holding out for? You know, they have a couple of quarterbacks. They seemingly like Winston. They obviously like Taysom Hill. Uh, you know, maybe it is just my time to, to go off in the sunset if he's not willing to be a backup quarterback. So they're, they're kind of stuck in, in purgatory there. I, I think they want to go to Taysom, but they realize they can't. But, you know, as the saying goes, be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. And and I think once Breeze is gone, this team will drop back. They, they really will. That'll be a weird division in, in two years. You know, by then, Brady, you know, you would think would be gone. Breeze will be gone. Um, you know, Matt Ryan probably will be gone. You know, th th that's a story in Carolina. I don't know. They don't really have a quarterback. That's a division that two years from now might not have any quarterbacks, you know. And, and I don't think Brady's retiring after this year. But even next year, if Breeze does retire, 
what do they have? Very strange division, that, that, that South division. Uh, Patriots uh, offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels, according to reports, will interview for the Eagles head coaching spot. Uh, 73-year-old Wade Phillips sent out a tweet yesterday or this weekend saying that he's ready to unretire. He wants to come back. Uh, 73. One year with the little lady at home, and he says, enough of this. Give me, give me guys that are literally uh, a fifth of my age. I'd rather deal with a 22-year-old than I would my wife. How about that? <laughs> uh, NFL Network is saying that uh, the Texans are set to interview Bill's defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier, for their head coaching spot. Now, I don't know if this is a serious – they say very serious. Take it for what you will. But he was pretty bad with Minnesota. 21-32 and 32 with one tie with the Vikings as head coach from 2010 to 2013. Hasn't exactly distinguished himself as a, uh, you know, a defensive coordinator since then. I mean, as far as he's not winning the championships or anything. So I, I, is this a minority? We have to, you know, interview some minorities or is this serious? They say serious, but that's one of the dangers of the Rooney rule. You know, they have to interview a minority. And I don't think teams are going to interview just one, they're, they're, you know, and which is good that they're interviewing two, three or four. But you don't know if they're just doing it to fill the bill or they're doing it because they're serious. Don't know. Uh, former Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn apparently says he's open to returning as an offensive coordinator next year. Okay, Anthony. Yeah, you're the guy I want running my offense. You know, you had one of the first and goal. I'll point to this all the time against the Raiders. First and goal from the four, four cracks at the end zone, and you don't throw to your best wide receiver one time. Yeah. That's the guy I want running my offense. Sports Illustrated uh, says again that Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson is not happy. Four-letter network uh, said so again as well. Uh, SI says basically, uh, according to one source, whoever that may be, he just wants out. So it doesn't sound like anything Houston does at this point will appease Deshaun. So we kind of gave up hope as a Dolphin fan looking to acquire him last week late when the Dolphins reaffirmed their support for Tua Tags. But, I mean, they can't be so foolish to know that if Houston is looking to move on from Watson, and personally I wouldn't, but if they were, you're telling me that they'd rather have Tua than Deshaun Watson and draft choices, obviously you got to give up a couple um, th this has given me renewed hope that they acquire Watson. Uh, th that would be just, again, give up. You want to play hardball for a little while? Okay, you got time. Listen, time's on your side. It, it is. You got that number three overall pick. You you got the candy. You know, you got the little dangling little carrot in front of uh, the Texans. No one else has that. Although the Jets, if you think about it, you know, just as much as the Dolphins could move on from Tua, would the uh, Texans be interested in uh, Sam Darnold? I wouldn't. Of course, I wouldn't be interested in Tua either. But, you know, if the Texans had their druthers, would you rather have the number two overall pick? And, you know, maybe some other stuff. The second round pick as well, you'd have to think. Uh, or the Dolphins' number three overall pick. Key with the Dolphins is you also have the 18th overall pick if you can squeeze it out of them. But maybe the Jets are in play. Oh, that would be really lousy if you're a Dolphin fan. Not only didn't you get to a – or not only didn't you get to Sean, that he also went to the Jets. New head coach. Wanted to make a splash, although he's a defensive guy. 
wanting to make a splash, well, I tell you what, if I'm the Jets, I'm on that phone. You, you, you give, give me your wish list, Houston. Let me know. We'll start with the second overall pick in Sam Darnold, and then we'll go from there. That's actually not bad for a Jet fan. Uh, Jaguars, uh, since they announced the hiring of Urban Meyer, eight times ahead of the previous season for season ticket sales. Eight. Now, is that Urban Meyer or is that Trevor Lawrence? Probably a combination of both, but, you know, Meyer's paying off dividends immediately. Nets GM, little basketball stuff, admitted that Kyrie Irving's absence has left the team uh, disappointed. Without a doubt, he says, I'm not going to shy away from it. Without a doubt, the organization is disappointed with not having any one of our players, and in this particular case, Kyrie, not among us, not in the trenches with us, and so forth. Uh, I don't want to speculate and say why he's out and so forth. I've had conversations with him, and I'll continue to have conversations, and I look forward to him being back with the team. Uh, We'll address this, and we'll sit down with him when he comes back, in essence. You know what? If you know, Sean, you got to say, you know, because this this guy's, you know, all out social media. He seemingly is at birthday parties. You know, he's on Twitter, you know, offering, uh, you know, happy birthday to his father. He's got the video of him dancing at his sister's birthday. I mean, you know what? When he first left, it was personal reasons. Okay, you know what? You give them space. Personal reasons in today's day and age, you don't know what that can be. You give them space. But he's lost that. He, he has lost that, uh, you know, benefit of the doubt he really has with some of the stuff that's going on. And if you're Sean Marks, well, you're talking about a team that's just falling apart at the seams. I, I know James Harden played well last night. Nets did win his debut with the Nets and everything. But you, you don't know if Kyrie's coming or, or, or going. You would never be able to do that as a Knicks organization. Never. Celtics, never. Lakers, never. Talk about a real NBA team. You would never be able to tell your fan base, we're not telling you where our best player is or one of our best players. Even though he's out social media, even though he's making videos, uh, but we're not going to tell you where he is and what's going on. That That is a farce. Hey, I tell you, Net fan, you ought to be embarrassed with your club. Um, how about Indiana guard, former Net, Karis LeVert? You know, he was part of that big trade this week. Turns out he's got a small mass on his kidney. I don't know what it is. Undergo further tests. Could be something serious. Could be nothing. Who knows? But, uh, you know, thank goodness that he was actually traded. What's weird about it is now that the Pacers, you know, listen, let's hope it's nothing serious. But if it is, he's not playing anytime soon. That means the Pacers gave up Victor Oladipo for, they asked for a second, another second round draft choice, and they got it from the Nets for a couple of second round draft choices and some cash. I mean, they basically gave up one of the best players in the NBA for nothing. I, I mean, basically for nothing. By the way, James Harden, back to him for a second. Did you see the outfit he had on last night? You talk about just weird. I mean, these guys are amazing. You you could pay these guys literally thirty-five to forty-five million dollars a year, give them all the attention and everything during the games and everything, and it's still not enough. They still strive for even more attention. This guy, knowing he's going to be caught on camera. Goes to the game last night in Brooklyn with basically, you know, someone described it as a combination kitchen apron and tablecloth into a blouse. And that's that's probably the best way to put it. I mean, and then he had jeans on with holes in them, which I understand is now the end thing. I, I get that. But still, when you do that with the top that he wore, I'm telling you, 
You know what it reminded me of? Remember Ralph Cramden in the Honeymooners when he was, uh, you know, going to be the chef? He was taking over for his wife. That, that's what it, I swear, that's exactly what it looked like. That's what he was wearing last night. Debut for the Nets, anyway. He wants to look like a table star. Wow. All right, we'll close up shop next right here on Opposite SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. question one more time before we are through <clears throat> NFL playoffs continuing today best play on the board pretty close votes uh we got now the uh bucks at 34 and a half percent uh still leading away plus three saints uh laying the three at uh, nearly 34 percent of the vote so separated by just one uh Kansas City laying 10 versus Cleveland 21 percent and then the other uh getting 10 percent you got Ryan that tweets in uh you know the Browns I thought maybe we'd get some more overs and unders. Uh, Andy tweets, said, what were the Ravens thinking yesterday? Why go away from what got you there? Lamar throwing 24 times when he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat uh, was dumb. Uh, yes. Uh, Brown's money line from Jeff. I don't know about that. Uh, you know, money line, but okay. that's like, I'll, I'll take that bet if you want to make that one bet in the money line. Sure. Uh, a couple of stories here that we didn't have time to delve into too, too much. First up. Football-wise, Josh Gordon did it again over the weekend. Uh, on Friday, it was revealed that he uh, got his uh, conditional reinstatement rescinded, so he's he suspended again. Unbelievable. Unfreaking believable. Uh, the Steve Howe, clearly, of, uh, of the NFL. How about Broncos uh, defensive stud? Von Miller, the subject of a criminal investigation in Colorado, according to police. They're not saying what the details are. Uh, but he didn't play this year. He suffered an ankle injury, if you remember that, but that's a little weird uh, for sure. Uh, but the Phillies, according to The Athletic, they made uh, catcher JT Real Muto an offer five years over $100 million. Wow. You know, listen, he's good, but he's a career 278 hitter. I know he's a catcher, still young. Uh, he's still 29. He'll be 30 in a couple of months. So he's entering his prime. I get $20 million, though, for the replacement. Or, excuse me, JT, Real Muto. Wow, that's a lot of money. That, that is a lot of money. All right, enjoy the games, everyone, today. I'm going uh, Saints and uh, Chefs. And I like the under in the Chefs game over and the uh, Saints game. Enjoy the Sunday Monday right here. Come on. Admit it. You do your own play-by-play -play in your head when you play horse. Don't you? <laughs> you do you, bro. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. Mm -hmm. 